0: Just so y'all know, please, um, you can fast forward all of my episodes, um, to about five minutes in just because that is my intro music. Um, since usually this is a video podcast, um, I have a countdown of five minutes, so please do, if you need to.
1: (laughs) Down, even the song goes
0: Going on, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining. Um, my name is Eric Velasquez, and uh, usually I'm doing interviews with with uh, political candidates here locally. But um, today, so I mean, since obviously it's the off season, so to say, um, we're here to talk about voting um, and not the not what's going on right now in Texas with the voting rights and and everything. We're talking about methods of voting um, and and how. Different methods of voting could maybe help change the way our election system is run, and maybe I don't know, make things better. So, uh, without further ado, let me bring in our our guest. What's going on, Aaron? How are you?
2: Hi, Eric. Doing well, thank you.
0: Good, awesome. So, um, for anybody who doesn't know, Aaron Ham- Hamlin is from the Center of Election Science. Correct.
2: Yep, the Center for Election Science. That's right.
0: Right. So. Tell us more about it, because I'm pretty sure this is the first time anybody has ever heard, uh, well, not, 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 but you know what I mean, like anybody that's, in, especially here in Texas, has ever heard of uh, of the Center of Election Science.
2: Uh, so our work is to empower voters through voting methods that strengthen democracy. Uh, so in particular, we look at approval voting, which is a method that lets you select as many candidates as you want. And... Basically, in a very simple way, makes elections better by making sure that voters can um, support the candidates they want without worrying about issues like vote splitting and also making sure that their ideas are heard when they cast their ballot.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, and I know right now we have uh, plurality voting, voting right now. Um, and so if, if for those of you who don't know really what that means, it's how it is right now is you only have uh, you can only pick one person um, on the ballot for the, for a certain race. Um, and so I know during the, uh, interview sessions that I was doing with all the candidates, I did bring up rank choice voting. Um, and rank choice voting is basically where you pick your candidates in order. You could pick multiple candidates in order, um, by rank. And if your top person doesn't, doesn't get it, then the next person, your, your next set of votes get tallied up for the next person for the next round, Um, And you would have an instant runoff. Um, Can you tell people why? um, Because I, I, you're for approval voting, right? So tell us what are the some of the cons of approval voting? Because Austin, actually up north, about 60 minutes from here, just passed approval vote or not rank choice voting um, this last election. Can you tell us maybe why that's a good thing or 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 not a good thing?
2: Yeah. So. I mean, to be honest, I was kind of disappointed with the Austin uh, initiative uh, passing. And the reason for that is because in Texas, uh, according to both the secretary of state and the attorney general, ranked choice voting is not legal in Texas. And there are alternatives like approval voting, which are. Uh, and approval voting really addresses a lot of the issues that in some, or ranked choice voting attempts to solve. And so, to me, it's a bit of a strange dilemma. So, why is Austin <laughs> working to pass ranked choice voting, which can't even be used? Like the, the the initiative itself said that it'll that it'll be implemented once it's even allowed. Whereas with approval voting, it's ready to go. Like you don't need any fancy voting machines, and on top of that, it's legal.
0: Why, why is that? Though? Like why why is it okay for approval but not for ranked choice? So, Texas
2: is kind of peculiar in the way that uh, it it sets up its requirements. And so, it says that uh, the Texas state law says that you have to have a majority with each election. Now, in the voting method world, that term majority is kind of, of weird and, and counterintuitive in a lot of ways. Um, but in any case, uh, when the Attorney General and the Secretary of State answered that question about ranked choice voting, and that is does it guarantee a majority, their conclusion was no. And because their conclusion is no, it doesn't work. With approval voting, however, it's a very flexible system. So again, with approval voting, you just simply select. You're not ranking. You just pick as many candidates as you want, and the candidate with the most votes wins. Now, it's also very flexible because of how simple it is. Uh, It works on just an ordinary ballot. Again, you're just bubbling in as many candidates as you want. Uh, and then, But you can also do a top two... Uh, runoff as well, and the way that Texas interprets majority is it says, okay, well, we want to have an election when there are only two candidates, and the candidate that wins between those two is the winner. That's how it interprets a majority, only when there are two candidates left, not something simulated among rounds, which ranked choice voting does. And so, with approval voting, you can do this top two approach, which is approach, which is an approach that's already used in another place, St. Louis, uh, Missouri. And so this is just kind of ready to go with approval voting and able to address these issues. So for, for me, I'm kind of baffled that uh, uh, Austin and the folks who pushed that campaign went with ranked choice voting, which can't even be used. And it's basically just saying that, that okay, we're going to keep using this terrible choose one plurality voting system um, and not consider other alternatives, which can actually be used today.
0: Right. So, so what do you say to the people who are saying, well, this is just because... You know, third parties want to have their 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 time in in the voting system and, and be able to win elections. This, this is only for third party. What 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 do you say about that? Well,
2: um, with approval voting, uh, it it does benefit third parties. It gives them uh, a much more accurate reflection of support. So if there's say an independent or even like a, a, a uh, say a Green Party candidate or a Libertarian candidate that you like, you can support them to make sure that their ideas aren't aren't ignored. But also, it's helpful for everyone. So whether that person is an independent third party or a major party candidate, as, as Texans, like you, you want to make sure that the candidate that wins is a candidate that actually represents the people. So uh, when whether we're talking about uh, El Paso or San Antonio or Dallas, each each of these. Each, each of the residents within that city uh, wants someone that represents them. And so you need a voting method that does that that uh, that does that well. And so that's why we look at approval voting because it does a great job of making sure that we are able to elect that consensus candidate, that candidate that really does the best job of representing everyone. Whether that's a third party or independent or, 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 or whatever, the, the end result is we want someone that does the best job of representing the people.
0: Right, and so, do you think the the New York election, you know, all that was passed? Do do you think that it was passed because they did want to actually see something different, or they wanted to see it fail because it, there was a lot of issues with the ranked choice voting and and the results in, of getting those results back? So, what was your take on that?
2: I think part of what we're seeing in the U.S. right now is a lot of popularity from ranked choice voting and some of it just kind of being reflexive, a little bit of its identity politics. So someone, uh, some folks thinking like, okay, well, like they identify as maybe being on the left and then as, as a consequence of that saying like, okay, well, all the people on the left say RCV is great, so I must like RCV without really kind of giving it that critical, uh, that, that more thorough, critical look. Um, and I would say that's not a good idea, like we need to be able to think for ourselves um, uh, whether you're on the left or on the right when when folks are uh, looking at ways that really are fundamentally uh, trying to address some of the issues with how we vote. We need to be reflective about that. Uh, we can't just say, OK, well, this is my ideology and so I have to uh, go ahead and put my uh, uh, support this and not really think for for, for myself. So. Uh, the folks in New York City, I think they are kind of maybe have some cause to reflect about what, they, what they've what they done. Um, and so, uh, I mean, I think perhaps like some of it is a little bit of desperation in that there's a recognition that the way that we do elections now is really bad. This choose one method that we use is really bad. And people want to get away with that, uh, move away from that. And so as a consequence, we need to start thinking about alternatives. But we can't just say, "Okay, I've heard of ranked choice voting; that has to be the way we go." We need to be more deliberate about this and think about what kind of consequences there are with going with ranked choice voting, as opposed to simpler options like approval voting, that are not only simpler but actually, in many cases, do the job better.
0: Hmm. You know, and and I'll be I'll be honest that when I interviewed all the candidates, because I I did about fifty candidates that I did that I interviewed, and you know, I, I did ask him every every single question I asked him about the ranked choice voting. And and my thought process was just trying to get out of the system that we are currently in, right? Just something, something that that we can see other states that are doing ranked choice voting. Um, there's more states and more areas that are doing ranked choice voting and approval voting, correct? That's right, um, yeah. So, you know, I'm just like trying to <laughs> push push ourselves into a different way of thinking. Um, but now I'm like, well, I, I probably should have, you know, talked about approval voting more, really, even though it was um, something that's not as widespread not not that it's widespread, but you know, something more that that we can try to push towards that. But um, you know, I just hopefully we can try to get that. So what are some some things that Your organization is doing to kind of spread that message to convince people to start looking in a different light of these two different types of approval methods or specifically just approval approval voting so we have chapters all across the country including
2: a number in uh, texas cities so right now if you're listening you're probably in texas so i would encourage you to go to our website at electionscience.org we also have a discord uh, which is a way that we, uh, an environment that we allow for um, uh, campaigns to be able to talk with each other and to be able to communicate and plan. Uh, we have a process for training for for folks who want to get involved in campaigns. And so we, we really have all the groundwork available for for you uh, for being able to actually be able to take these steps. We know that this is hard and this can be challenging, uh, but we try to make it easy as possible and create a venue for people to be able to get
0: involved. And so what is the turnaround time that, that you're seeing like success rates from starting a chapter in a certain city and seeing results? What, what are your, what are those, what are those numbers look like?
2: So, uh, with Fargo, North Dakota, which is the first place that we, uh, worked with, um, they had seen a series of terrible results. People were winning with under 30% uh, for some of their elections. And it was really just unclear. Like when someone won, it was like, well, like maybe they were the right winner. Maybe, like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and, and that's that doesn't instill confidence uh, in the people we elect. Um, and then in uh, um, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, there was an issue of really terrible vote splitting within the black community. Uh, that was causing the uh people who were winning particularly the the mayor seat uh to really not be very representative of the of the of the voters themselves um, and so uh, right away uh, we saw results there uh, it, in fact we didn't even have to wait until the first election the the mayor who uh, had really won uh largely as a result of, of vote splitting the moment that the ballot initiative for approval voting had passed she announced that she wasn't going to be running again uh, just like just the, the, the writing was so clearly on the wall. And then as a consequence, uh, the, uh, the very next election, uh, the woman, uh, who had lost previously, which appeared to be largely because of vote splitting, um, wound up winning and she became the, uh, first black woman mayor of St. Louis.
0: That's awesome. You know, um, what, what do you think is going to be that, um, for Texas, you know, I mean, for Texas, what do we have to do here in order to start that process? Uh, you know, for example, in San Antonio, if we wanted to start that process of trying to, to get approval voting started, how hard of a task is it? Because, you know, from from people's minds and, and, and their vision, they, they think that they wouldn't be able to change it, right? Or they, they would need to be a lot of things that would need to go into play, but what are some things that we can start doing?
2: Well, first off, it's way easier uh,
0: than with ranked race voting.
2: As, as an example, like uh, as we saw with Austin, like th- their first step is try to convince the, the uh, state legislators in Texas to allow them to do it in the first place. Well, with approval voting, you can skip that step. You don't have to worry about that step. Uh, so at the Center for Election Science, we provide support to help get that initial ball rolling. So in terms of 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 organization, getting the key people connected, um, looking at logistics for uh, things like polling, uh, things for like some of the legal review. Uh, we provide those resources. And then uh, uh, from from there, we really rely heavily on the folks on the ground to be able to execute the campaign. And so it's really uh, while we provide a lot of the the resources and logistics, it's really the people on the ground that are getting this movement going. So if you're in um, San Antonio or El Paso or Corpus Christi and you want to see this change, like we're relying on you, uh, but also in turn, you can rely on us for support. Mm.
0: Um, there was a question I was going to have, but I forgot. Damn. <laughs> um, Damn. Yeah, because I, I think the the biggest thing is you know we worry about uh, trying to get the votes and 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 you know obtaining signatures and stuff like that. So I'm assuming you would have to obtain signatures for something like that to to be able to even be on the ballot to 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 vote on.
2: That's right. Yeah, but I mean, this is this is uh, 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 to um, to kind of uh, coin a cliche. This is not our first rodeo. Um, right. yeah. This is something that we, we've done before. Uh, we're familiar with, with how this works. Uh, and so we recognize that when other people are trying to get involved, they want to assess risk of like, okay, well, how likely is this to uh, likely to go forward? And so we, we take the appropriate steps ahead of time to make sure that we're able to um, address people's concerns in terms of like, okay, well, like, is this likely to pass? Are there other hurdles that we... Uh, need to address. Those are issues that we address right up with, uh, with mm. partners, uh, within these communities.
0: So what are there any on your, like target right now in Texas are there any cities that you're targeting right now to hopefully try to get that set up for approval voting?
2: Well, right, right now we have, uh, folks in, in Dallas, we have folks in, uh, Austin, uh, which just passed ranked first voting. So it becomes more challenging. Um, yeah but we're really relying on like I'm I mean, here like the, the the listeners that you have and saying like okay if if you're in a city in Texas particularly like and Texas has a number of very large cities and you are like fed up with not being able to have your voice heard and to have the your neighbor's voice heard like this is the steps so these are the steps that we need to take we need a solution that is able to work for you that is just not a pain that is again like being able to allow voters to select as many candidates as they want getting that nice consensus winner and making sure that all these candidates uh have that accurate reflection of support so that when we're voting that our voice is heard because the support that candidates get uh with the policies that they push forward like that's our voice they're speaking uh through us and if uh their support is not reflected accurately then our voice is not heard accurately and so again like we're just making sure that uh, people are aware of the solution. And for the folks who are really just fed up and said, okay, well, I want the solution now. Well, we also provide the resources to make that happen. So again, if this is something that you're excited about and you're, and you're listening to this, you can go to election, electionscience.org. Um, you can also sign up for our, our newsletter to learn more about our work and what we're doing, but you can also sign up for chapters and get involved that way. And that's, that's how we get from point A uh, to point Z when you actually get that democracy that you've been really struggling for.
0: Yeah. So um, with the, uh, I know here in Texas, they're really trying to push for uh, voting down the ballot, uh, the uh, voting straight ticket, right? Um, If they were to reinstate straight ticket and then also put up an approval voting, Would that change anything with the approval voting if it's straight ticket? Or would straight Um, ticket not even be a thing if approval voting happens?
2: Well, I mean, I guess it would depend a bit. Um, So if some of the elections, uh, if they were just nonpartisan elections and you had multiple people from, uh, and and they were open, uh, and, and you had multiple people from the same party, approval voting lets you pick as many uh, as you want so technically like you could pick all from the respective party but in addition to that like the 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 problem with with straight ticket is um normally it's just assuming like oh well like you know what i only get this crappy decision of i have to choose one individual from a party and it's really just kind of frustrating the yeah. the thing is with approval voting you don't need to rely on straight ticket voting you can actually look at candidates and say like okay well i don't have this scarce resource of being forced to choose only one candidate, I can actually express my voice of basically saying I either like a candidate or I don't like a candidate and then going all the way down the list say like, okay, well, here's this first candidate. Do I like them or do I, would I be happy with them being in office or would I not be happy with them being in office? And then yeah. going and asking that question down the line. And so the idea of straight ticket voting really, in some ways, rests on the premise that you can't do that. Uh, but here what we're saying is you should be able to do that.
0: Right, yeah, and and the thing that bothered me is when when they talked about putting straight ticket back on on the ballot, their their reason was because they wanted to make it easier for people to vote. <laughs> so it's <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's like I, I that doesn't make any sense because now you're just saying that people aren't educated enough to make their own decisions for the the specific person, and it's just like yeah, no, <laughs> you know, so I don't know what the reasoning, like why you would, you would say that, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I, guess they're relying on people just like going to go down
2: on their ballot and this choosing the person who's next to their favorite, uh, uh party abbreviation. Um, uh, yeah. but it shouldn't be that way. I mean, you should be able to go and look at your ballot and think about each candidate and think like, is this a candidate that I'm happy with? Is this a candidate that I can get behind with their ideas? And for each one of those camps, be able to say I like them or I don't like them. Yeah. And unfortunately, like we're just, we're, our our voices are being muffled right now.
0: Definitely. Um, And so can you tell us a little bit about how the Center for Election Science started and and, um, what your plans are for the future? Yeah. So, we started as basically a, a lot of
2: uh, like engineers and mathematicians. I have a social science background as well as a legal background. And uh, we looked at this basically anew and felt like, okay, well, uh, if we could uh, basically pick a voting method that uh, uh, got us the outcomes that were necessary in terms of really like maximizing uh uh people's voice to the greatest extent possible while at the same time not making it too much of a a burden on voters and after that process of looking at all the options that were there approval voting was the the clear one to move forward with and so uh following that uh we basically started working with communities so we started with fargo and then we followed up with uh, st louis missouri and saying like, okay, well, we have a solution that really works for your community and it's seamless. Like you, like and, and in St. Louis, uh, there was an issue there where uh, a lot of the folks on the ground were being basically kind of solicited by a lot of the ranked choice voting advocates and saying like, hey, um, you, you should be doing ranked choice voting. But the issue in St. Louis, which was also similar in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, which was, uh, it costs a bunch of money to get uh, voting machines that were capable of running a ranked choice voting election. Whereas with approval voting, it's so easy, it works on even the the dumbest of voting machines. And so I guess like to some extent, what I found disheartening was, Austin was really in that same kind of dilemma. Uh, and so, but uh, the unfortunate decision that the, the uh, campaign in Austin made was, they said like, you know what, we're gonna go ahead and pass this anyway. and and even though we can't use it but in doing that really creating a political blockade from other being uh, for other uh immediate solutions being able to be implemented and so i, I think fargo and st louis missouri did it right uh what, what they did is they said like hey uh we don't want to have to wait forever like our our city has needs like we have real problems that we need to address what we're not going to do is we're not going to punt it until uh, some down time down the road where our government decides to get us better voting machines, um, or, uh, or, or legal changes. What, what Austin did was they, they said like, you know what, we are going to, uh, punt it and we're, and the consequence of punting it in, in that instance and, and creating, uh, making it so that they use RCB once the state says the, that they can, which they're not going to do that because they're not interested in it. So That's it seems right. kind of a silly proposition to begin with. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're creating this blockade for actual solutions to be able to be used and i it would it would break my heart personally if if other texas cities uh, did that as well when they have a very real solution that's right in front of them
0: yeah and that that's what i'm actually kind of worried about because i'm like man well now you know we're we're talking about um about voting and actually i've i've actually gotten a few people that have you know, commented after our, my interviews and, and me bringing up even just an alternative method. And they're like, yeah, we want something different, but, you know, and then, you know, somebody brought up the fact that Austin couldn't vote, you know, or they couldn't implement it. And uh, I was like, man, well, I, ha- I don't have any, uh, any words to say about that. I don't know. You know, so, you know, I think now it's something that we need to really focus on and Because we don't want to implement something that we can't use, uh, and and we don't want to create that blockade, because then it would be a fight. And and that's that's also what I'm worried about, is is if people are going to use that to their advantage to stop something like approval voting from starting to happen in their own city, you know what I mean? Um, But, yeah, I, I just... I thank you for what you're doing um, and, and for the, just the, the knowledge that you're giving everyone. And uh, how can people get a hold of you and, and learn more? Obviously, I know you have electionscience.org at the bottom, but how how else can people get involved or, or contact you guys?
2: Yeah, so uh, our uh, election science really is, electionscience.org is really the the best place to start. Uh, so we have all kinds of great resources. Our director of of uh, advocacy and campaign campaigns is a wonderful job of working with folks who are new to this, um, uh, helping them go through trainings and then also uh being able to uh, help them think about like, okay, well, uh who do I know in my network uh that could help on this, or who has the right connections uh, or who could really uh get other people together. And so this really i mean it starts with with you like as an individual uh and 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 thinking like okay well uh thinking about like where you are whether you're in el El paso or corpus christi or san antonio and thinking like hey like i i don't want to wait around for the state to change their mind because they're not going to uh and i want the solution now because like my community has problems and it has needs that need to be addressed and so if you go to electionscience.org you and go to, um, the take action and then, uh, sign up for campaigns. We also have a discord, uh, which has your city already listed in there. Um, and so we have a pretty straightforward approach for, um, just getting, uh, getting involved, getting started, and really we help you along the way.
0: Awesome. Um, are there any last things that you want to say before we wrap up?
2: Yeah. So, um, in terms of really being mindful of some of the issues with the current way that we vote, uh, it's—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm sure all of us have faced this frustration where uh, we get this kind of surprise victory uh, from someone who looks like they shouldn't have won, and yet they did. Um, but that happens as a result of something called vote splitting, when you have a bunch of of candidates, some who have uh, some similarities in, in terms of. Their policies, and because we can't support multiple of them, uh, the vote divides between them, and we can have really odd uh, winners as a consequence of that. Uh, Whereas when we're able to pick as many as we want, uh, we are able to compromise to some extent. Uh, And so uh, it's though, and it doesn't take a whole lot of people doing that uh, compromising. Um, You could, I mean, you could have elections where. Maybe only a quarter of people choose more than one, but those are the people who are uh, kind of like on the fence, like maybe they're a little bit more uh, right of center or left of center for whatever center is for your community. And it's it's those folks. and It doesn't take very many. It's those folks who are able to help uh, push the electorate uh, to what helps them as a whole, and and allowing for that more consensus candidate and. We've seen this in St. Louis, uh, finding candidates that work for them. We've seen this in Fargo and candidates that work for them. And then we also do research, uh, uh, regularly looking at different elections and seeing how it plays out in different types of voting methods. And we we can consistently see approval voting really doing this great job of of electing these consensus winners. And then not only that, just making sure that all of the candidates, um, even the ones who don't win, Make sure that making sure that they get that accurate reflection of support. Because I know that there are people uh, out there who um, they have an independent that they like or a Green Party or a Libertarian, libertarian candidate that they like, and they want to make sure that their ideas are heard out there. But right now, th- those ideas aren't getting heard. People are saying, I don't want to waste my vote on those candidates. But with approval voting, you can support those candidates. And then in addition to that, if there's another candidate that you think is more uh, uh, viable, and more likely to win, um, you can support that candidate too if you want that candidate, if you would actually be satisfied with that candidate taking office. So.
0: Right. Oh, and that's that's the other thing that I did want to ask is when implementing yeah. approval voting, are you seeing a boost of numbers in people actually coming out to go vote now? Um, because right now, like in, in here in San Antonio, we only have like, 11 or 13 percent of the population voting um so is there do you see anything like that that, that's maybe boosting the voter turnout
2: yeah and it's a little bit complicated to judge because like we've been going through a a pandemic and it's very difficult to kind of judge turnout during a pandemic but uh one of the like one of the other um approaches that can be done here is a lot of Uh, Texas cities make it so that their local elections don't coincide with the statewide elections. And so as a consequence, um, the localities really have some hefty bills that they have to pay to to run these elections. And then on top of that, um, I mean, uh, uh, voter fatigue is is real. Like uh, uh, we all have busy lives and uh, maybe we don't want to go and vote like half a dozen times a year. And, and as, a, as a consequence of that, like th- there are solutions there. For instance, you can uh, can you can have your local elections and your statewide elections on the same day and, and have those sync up. That's one way for uh, uh, cities to be able to save on cost. Um, and then you can also, again, like do that with approval voting. Um, so you can have approval voting uh for your local elections and then also at the same time uh be able to have your your statewide elections uh so that like all this is taken care of at once and when you do that you diminish voter fatigue and you can get more people to come out to vote because they're not fed up yet of having to go out of their uh go out and uh interrupt their, their schedules um as as often so uh, there are, there are ways with uh, consolidating the way that we do elections and making sure that statewide and local elections are on the same uh date uh to be able to address these and and also that you can um as an example we could even uh cut off one of the elections as well uh by uh, implementing um making it so that whoever wins in the primary if you have like a top two that you only have two in the general and so you don't need that same kind of runoff in the general as well so there, there are iterations in how you can implement this so that you can actually cut off or cut out one of the uh, elections as well to make it so that you know we don't have to go and interrupt our schedules half a dozen times a year i mean we
0: we we care about democracy but like
2: it, it would be nice if uh, if it was a little bit more efficient with how they timed right. the elections,
0: and it's it's oh it's like it seems like a never ending process. It's as soon as the elections over, up, oh, got to get ready for the next one. You know, it's just a it's never ending, and it's it's just a constant thing. And yeah, people are like, we don't it, all the elections start blending in with each other to people, you know. Um, but with that also, would approval voting limit? the amount of uh, runoff elections, like like rank choice or no?
2: So with uh, rank choice voting, like uh, again, like it, um, it's just not feasible like at all in Texas. Um, so it basically just like almost really doesn't even belong in the conversation. Um, but with uh, approval voting, you can have everything done in one election. So um, you can say like you have like a bunch of candidates, just have it be open and the candidate with the most votes wins Um, so you can do it that way or if you prefer to narrow it down as an example like they did in st louis in in st louis they had um they made a nonpartisan open primary where everybody was just running together and then the two candidates with the most votes would go on to a runoff and so that's the way that they addressed it there gotcha
0: okay yeah because i know here it's the the 50 plus one i'm assuming it's like that so, you know that that's the thing that it did draw my attention to rank choice. You know because you don't need the runoff, but because I, I, for here it's eight to ten million dollars just to host a runoff election for the county, um, which is a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Um, but but the the fact is, like you were saying, is we can't even do rank choice voting here. So you know that's that's the thing. So, uh, but thank you, Aaron. I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, I thank everybody for, for, for watching and whoever will watch this later. Um, let's just keep that conversation going. Uh, get some more information at electionscience.org. Um, sign up for one of the chapters, whether it's uh, here. You said there's one in San Antonio or just
2: uh, all All the major cities in Texas. So okay. um, you if uh, 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 you just... Uh, if you just go to the website and you'll, you'll find what you're looking for.
0: Okay. Yeah. And uh, so just go on there and get this started. So that way we don't run into an issue like Austin um, where it's like a stalemate. You can't do anything. You know, they passed it in great intentions, hopefully, um, but nothing's being done about it because legislature would need to make it legal <laughs> so um but as as we all know how everything's going on right now in the capital it's not not even a priority for them right now so uh, but thank you aaron i appreciate you for coming on and just thank you everybody for watching you have an awesome day
2: thank you eric